We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. P e is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please help! Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to another wonderful episode of the Is For Podcast. I am your host, the lovely monster. With me this evening, I have the always vivacious Sarge. <laughs> vivacious? Did you bust out a dictionary today? More or like I've been watching a bunch of movies from the 30s and 40s, and I got a whole new vocabulary now. Oh, wow. The source boy right there. <laughs> oh, man. You like that? I did like that. That was really good. Now, what are we going to talk about today? So... Today we are talking about, well, today on the Is For podcast, Jay <laughs> is for the Jersey Devil. Have you ever heard of this guy? The hockey team? Absolutely. Not the New Jersey Devils, <laughs> the Jersey Devil. Oh, you're this talking about that a... winged monster thing that steals children and stuff? Yeah, you're getting, you're getting warmer, okay. getting warmer. Right. yeah. Yeah, the Jersey Devil is a cryptid slash griffin uh, that has sort of been in the consciousness since the early, early 1900s. It's uh, this creature that is suspected to roam this area in the southern New Jersey area known as the Pine Barrens. The Pine Barrens is this big, massive section of land that's mostly dense forest and kind of swampy and it kind of borders the philadelphia area of pennsylvania and even up to parts of new york now before we get into it too deep though i have to kind of explain exactly the what a cryptid is and what a griffin is do you know the difference between the two i want to know how much of this is going to be on the test afterwards Oh, you know, monster always comes with facts, and you gotta you gotta be prepared. <laughs> yeah, and I um, like multiple choice. These are these are short answer questions. Oh no, no, we don't do the writing crap. Uh, Scantrons <laughs> only, please. Well, it depends on which part of mythology you're talking about. When and I use mythology as broad, all encompassing for a griffin, right? Some people think that the the sphinx is a, a form of a griffin, and, and to me. It's really not. Just because it has wings doesn't make it a griffin. I mean, right. to me, right. living in the fantasy world growing up with Gary Gygax and, you know, the old school animes and stuff like that, mm -hmm. a griffin to me is, it's got the, uh, the, the, the head of an eagle, you know, it's got wings, the body of a lion, super sharp claws. To me, that's what a griffin is. So, at its basic core, a griffin is a creature made up of different animal parts. So like you said, it might have the face of a lion. It might have the wings of an eagle. It might have the tail of a lizard. Now, a cryptid is a kind of a distinct creature that is, there, there's been a lot of claims that it exists, but there's no definitive proof that it exists. You, you got your things like Bigfoot, chupacabras the loch ness monster the loch ness monster so, is real i i think so a lot of these things <laughs> could potentially be real um but so the thing that makes the jersey devil so interesting is that technically it is a cryptid in the sense that there's been a lot of sightings there's been a lot of reports but it's more like a griffin because 
the reports vary wildly as to what this thing actually looks like. The most general consensus seems to be that it's it's bipedal. It walks on two legs. It has big wings like a bat, but it has hooves and then like a, a elongated face like a horse, but then like some kind of lizard serpent like tail. So just get that image in your head. Imagine it at about nine feet tall, just kind of hanging out in the woods. So the thing I learned today, because I try to research a little bit of your topics, you and Casey's uh -huh. topics, just so I have some stuff to opine. Right? We appreciate it. And, that. and I don't you. want to say like a pump log. And also in case I have to fill in for somebody like I'm doing today. You know, I have to, you know, shoulder the, the, the weight of this podcast as I, you, you've as been I carry carrying the weight. <laughs> you've been carrying the weight of this group for years. <laughs> so, you know, I try to make sure I know a little bit. And, and what I have learned is there's actually, and this is probably something you'll get into later, but I'll just let you know that I've done some research on it. Um, okay. Okay. A lot of people believe this is like the, I'll say like the inbred cousin of Mothman. Uh, yeah. So just like with any good group of, movies or books or whatever <laughs> people love to try to draw connections from one thing to the other and there there is there's some theories about that but i've got the the origin story here let, oh, let me let me tell you about that I, I love origin stories so this all started back in 1735 with something known as the leeds devil daniel and jane lead were a couple that lived in this area the Southern New Jersey, the Pine Barrens. They had 12 children. Could you imagine having 12 children in 1735? Um, yeah, you had a lot of farmhands. I guess that's true. I mean, many hands make light work, right? I was going to say, I've got one in 2021, and that's that's plenty. That's I, mean, plenty. I mean, you could drive a Mack truck inside her, honk the horn three times, turn around. God. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, so. But to your point, she became pregnant with a 13th. Now, when she became pregnant with this 13th child, the story goes that she cursed the child and said it would be the devil. So when she gave birth, the child came out perfectly normal. But almost immediately after it was born, it started to transform into a horrific creature. Its feet began to change into hooves. Its head began to shift into something resembling a goat or a horse. It sprouted huge leathery bat wings. It sprouted a, a long serpentine style tail and its eyes began to glow bright fiery red. The creature began to shriek and whip his tail around the room, beating everybody and knocking stuff off the, the walls, and then scurried up the chimney and disappeared and has been roaming the Pine Barrens ever since. I gotta call my ex-wife and wonder why they're writing a story about her back in the 1700s. Oh, I, I knew it. I didn't know if we were gonna go ex-wife. I didn't know if we were gonna <laughs> pull danger out. Since he's not here, I knew something was gonna happen. Well, I mean, I'm not going to beat Danger while he's down. He threw his back out. I mean, I mean, I don't know how he threw his back out, but he threw his back out. He might have been doing some physical labor. <laughs> Just, yeah, sorry. I couldn't say that with a straight face. Um, <laughs> but how metal is this creature, right? 
I mean, you got the the horse head, the bat wings, the the hooves. I mean, this thing is like the epitome of like every Megadeth Iron Maiden Slayer album. I want to know ever. when this article was written because it almost sounds like a ripoff of uh, the Game of Thrones when the baby was cursed. You mean Game of Thrones ripped off the Leeds Devil? whatever there's some copyright infringement somewhere so what's so what's crazy about this is that like i said this story took place in 1735 well all through the 1800s there were sightings all the time one of the most uh interesting ones that i found was in 1820 a guy by the name of joseph bonaparte does that name sound familiar it's napoleon bonaparte's brother really (laughs) Yeah, he claims that he saw it while he was out hunting one time. Huh. Uh, didn't say what he was hunting, but uh, up there in the Pine Barrens, there are a ton of like deer and elk and those kind of animals. And he said that while they were out hunting, this huge winged figure like flew over them and scared the hell out of him. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really, I say I'm trying to like put myself in, in, in what I would do, what I would say. I mean, I'm still I'm still baffled at the fact that it was Napoleon's brother. I mean, it, but then it, again, it, Napoleon was only like, what, five foot tall? I mean, right. I mean, it could it, it could have been a chipmunk flying overhead and it would have seemed true to these guys. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And see that. And that's the thing about a lot of these cryptids anytime you do any kind of research into things like like i said before bigfoot or the chupacabra or the mothman or whatever you want to talk about there's always several people who report seeing it nine times out of ten these aren't the town drunk it's not the local nutcase it's the family doctor it's yeah. it's the guy that runs the drugstore it's the guy that you know drives the the school bus like it's never like people known for making up elaborate stories (laughs) it it comes from people that are usually genuinely got it all together you know maybe the doctor was writing his own prescriptions maybe that's what was happening okay that that could be true (laughs) um and so speaking of which this is really fascinating uh there is something that they called phenomenal week from january 16th to January 23rd in 1909. During this span of time, there were hundreds of sightings of the Jersey Devil all up and around the Northeast region. It was so serious that they were that schools and businesses were shutting down early. The TVs were uh, TVs and radios were well 1909. The radios were <laughs> telling people to stay inside, stay home because there were so many reports they had to take it seriously. Maybe uh, maybe when uh, Danger is done hurting himself, we could all take a road trip and go try to find the Jersey Devil and hanging out. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that, that's some research that we would have to do on our end. That'd be like us going out trying to hunt for Bigfoot. So there actually is a, a Jersey Devil search team uh, up there in this, this New Jersey area. That is what they do. They 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 search the Pine Barrens periodically. They follow up on any sightings that they hear about. They they collect data. They collect research to try and prove that this thing is really there. There's a lot of those kind of people out there um, that that do this kind of thing for a living. They're not quite the most reputable people, 
sometimes, but you got no. to admire you got to admire the vigor. You got to admire the enthusiasm, right? I mean, I am I am all for having belief in something and wanting to prove it or disprove it. I mean, it's we get out there in in the world, and if if we go out, we meet these Jersey Devil hunters, whatever you want to call them, right? That's exactly what they're called, the Jersey Devil hunters. Well, if we go out, we meet them, <laughs> and it is old Ted with a big bushy beard missing six teeth. Uh, smelling like the town drunk that's just a waste of time you might be right you might be right but, but then again they so, could be one hell of a good time we don't know i was gonna say you might not see the jersey devil but you're gonna learn something <laughs> that's for sure um doing the research for this i did i found this uh show on youtube i i want to say it was um it was the history channel that produced it but it was like a a monsters or a uh cryptids like show that they had uh and they had episodes on youtube and i i had watched the one about the jersey devil to do research and the jersey devil hunters it was uh the main person in in charge was like a like a girl that was in her probably her 30s or 40s and uh, again very well spoken very like all there i had it all together (laughs) so it's these are these are good, smart people that are seeing this thing and, and reporting this thing. I mean, I think it would be interesting. And, and perhaps you should just go ahead and email me all, all those links and stuff. And when I post the episodes up, I'll go ahead and throw in those links and stuff like that in the descriptions for anyone that wants to check it out and see it and so forth. But I digress. Yeah. Well, I met a Bigfoot hunter once. Okay. And it was... Now, I will say, I will say, Bigfoot hunters are a different breed of human. Oh yeah. There's there's something about the Bigfoot that that gets a different kind of researcher. Oh, oh, you ain't lying. I forget <laughs> I forget what this cat's name was. I was out camping in, in Lower Tennessee, right? The Bigfoot hunters were out there because supposedly Bigfoot's a migratory animal. Um so it was this migratory animal. Supposedly like, this camping area was a popular Bigfoot sightings. Yada, 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 right? Because apparently Bigfoot knows to stay in the state parks where he won't get shot. Um, right. They all do. They yeah. know to stay within the shadows, heavy woods, and in Bigfoot's case, stay blurry. Yeah. See, that's the trick. So anyways, this cat was talking to me about it around the campfire, and I had some of my army buddies with me. And we're sitting there, we're like, okay, this guy, this, this guy's pretty cool, he's chill. And then he starts, his eyes starts to get all glazy over, and he talks about how Bigfoot had his way with him once. And I oh, was like, no. you know what? Tap out. Done. Done. Absolutely done. There's, there's a lot of things that I can tolerate in this world. I draw the line on Bigfoot erotica. I can't, I'm not going to be there for it. I can't do it. Look, can't look do my it. thing is that Bigfoot is as monstrous and massive as, as he professes to be, and he has big feet. How is he still walking? I'm talking about the guy that Bigfoot had his way with. Uh, Just saying. Well, Just throwing that out well, there. Well, the, yeah, uh, it's for, for my own sanity, we got to move on here. Um, <laughs> now, within the last 20 years, there's been over 200 sightings of the Jersey Devil in that area. So it's not like a thing that was happening in the in the 1800s and the early 1900s. This is going on today. Like this is still a a viable subject that people talk about. Now, I'm going to go on a little side trip here, okay? Okay. But I'm going to but I'm going to tie this back in. This is important. 
While doing the research, matter of fact, this same episode that was talking about the Jersey Devil brought up this thing called the Monotuck Monster. Monotuck is a is a coastal town in New York, and this animal carcass was discovered in Monotuck, New York, on July 12, 2008. When they first found it, a lot of this uh fur had come off it was mostly just skin and bone and it was uh, kind of deformed looking so because up there new york area some people suggested that it could be the the jersey devil well the the more probable thing is that it was probably a a large rodent or maybe a small dog that was probably what it was and when you hear people talk about the size of the jersey devil and of course the wings it, it didn't seem very likely. However, this made the news and it stumped a lot of people. Uh, the conclusion was that it was probably a boxer dog carcass, but it was never 100% confirmed. Now, what makes the story so interesting is Monotuck is about 175 miles from the Pine Barren, but it's about 18 miles from a place called Plum Island. Now, have you ever heard of Plum Island before? No. Okay. I I hadn't either, but when I read this, you'll see why I'm confused that I've never heard of it before. It seems like some shit I would have heard of before. Um, so on Plum Island, there is a facility known as the Plum Island Animal Disease Center. This is a government facility that claims to be doing research on diseases that affect farm animals, such as cows, pigs, and sheep. It was decommissioned as a military base in 1954 and was taken over by the Department of Agriculture. Now it operates under the Department of Homeland Security. <laughs> Around the time of the Cold War, rumors started to emerge that this facility was creating biological weapons to use in wars. Current agents within the facility claim there are no classified experiments and no military presence. But it has earned the nickname Monster Island. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, Plum Island, there is not a lot of on Plum Island. I bet there's not. I bet there's not. They probably don't want you to know exactly what's happening on Monster Island. So mm. with, with all that being said, it adds another wrinkle into the, the Jersey Devil deal because it's like, you go back to the 1700s and you have this very elaborate origin story of this creature being birthed. But here is this facility not that far away from where this creature is being seen hundreds of times that could have been potentially creating these it kind of be. creatures. I, mean, I just saw a picture of the creature. That is, that is interesting. Oh, it's gnarly. It, it's gnarly, man. Um, like I said, there's a lot of conflicting reports about exactly what it looks like, but the general consensus on what it looks like is uh it's jarring. It it is creepy, that is for sure. So I'm looking so, up now. See, see, now you got me going down like this Plum Island rabbit hole. Yes, and yes. And that's why me me and me and Danger talked about this off air. Um, and I said that I wanted you to to hear this part of the story because I wanted to get your your reaction when I told you about Monster Island. <laughs> In 1978, there is an outbreak of foot and mouth disease in the lab where over 200 animals died. 
Ugh. That is that is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I didn't have enough time to really delve into the whole Monster Island thing uh, too much. But just in, in the world we live in, man, in, in the way I think about things, it doesn't even shock me that the U.S. government would have an island. Do you want to know what monsters. this island does with 400 employees? What? It is the only laboratory in the nation that can work on live foot and mouth disease virus. Sure. The government says the PIADC provides a host of high-impact, indispensable preparedness and response capabilities, including vaccine, R&D, diagnostics, training, and bioforensics. Let me translate. Blah, 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 blah. We're creating monsters to fight things. That's what's happening. You want to take a guess on who its key customers are? Oh, boy. Go for it. The U.S. Livestock Partners. Mm-hmm. The National Veterinary Stockpile, the National Animal Health Laboratory Network, the USDA, ARS, the APHIS, a lot of acronyms here, folks. A lot of acronyms. Centers of Excellence, Private Industry, Academia, and the FBI. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so speaking of FBI, that's a decent little transition there. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, when you talk about cryptids and you talk about griffins and you talk about mythical monsters, I think the Jersey Devil is a little bit lower in the public consciousness. I think when you say Bigfoot, everybody has something that comes to mind. Loch Ness Monster, whatever. The Jersey Devil is not quite as popular. It's a little bit of a smaller, a lower tiered monster, I guess you could say. But it has appeared in pop culture periodically over the years. And I, I wanted to talk about a couple of those. They The X-Files has done at least a couple episodes mm-hmm. on the Jersey Devil. There was a couple of movies that have come out within the past handful of years. Uh, a couple that look actually pretty good. There's one called The 13th Child from 2002. There's another one called The Barons from 2012. And uh, there's another one called Carney from 2009, which all of those look pretty interesting. However... I have seen one of these movies, and it is very interesting. There's a film called The Last Broadcast. Have you ever heard of this? No. So when you mention found footage horror films, most people immediately think of, well, nowadays they probably think of like paranormal activity and whatever. Or what I think of. The Blair Witch Project. Yeah, I already say that's where I was going to go, the Blair Witch. Yeah, and most people consider the Blair Witch Project the first quote-unquote found footage film. I didn't even know right? that was a genre, but okay. Yes, it's in, in, it's a it's a cheap one, but when it's done well, it's a very effective one. Because when you take away the the lighting and the music and all of those things and you're left with just grainy handheld camera footage there's a level of realism that you can capture that you can't necessarily capture from a normal hollywood looking movie you know oh we are so gonna do this oh yeah oh yeah for sure so everybody kind of considers the blair witch project the first quote-unquote found footage horror film. There were other things that came before it, but that's sort of the the big one. 
but actually the last broadcast came out in 1998, one year before the Blair Witch Project, and it was about uh, a couple of guys who had a public access TV show. At, they were going to go in search of the Jersey Devil in the Pine Barren, and they get lost. And it's it's not a great movie. It's not. But it is kind of important, and I think it's been overlooked because of the just phenomenon that was the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. I think the Blair Witch Project is better. It is, is far more effective. It is definitely creepier. But the last broadcast kind of did it first. And there are some some moments that are genuinely creepy because in the Blair Witch Project, for anybody who hasn't seen it, I think most people are. It came out in 1999. We can go ahead and spoil the shit out of it. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. But there's uh, it, it's just three people running around the woods. And it's like, yeah, there's some hysteria. There's some creepiness. If, if you've ever been trapped in the woods or lost in the woods it can be kind of scary but with the last broadcast they're in the pine barrens in southern new jersey it is freezing cold it is dense woods it it, it has a very oppressive atmosphere and the whole thing about trying to find the jersey devil it's like i i I, there's something about it that it works it's a pretty creepy movie and I, like I said, I think it's more culturally significant than, than <laughs> uh, it gets credit for. So whenever I was like doing the research for this, I was like, I kind of forgot that that whole movie was based around the Jersey Devil because they were out searching for the Jersey Devil. If you if you're if anybody listening is interested in, in those kind of movies, you, you might not have heard of the last broadcast. I would recommend checking it out for sure. For sure. That's really about it. That's about all I got here for the Jersey Devil. No um, way. No, no. Yeah. You don't. You don't even develop your own theories. My own theories. Yeah, let's hear them. Oh, I told you. I this this uh, monster island man. This Plum Island stuff. First of all, let me just say, I don't know if Bigfoot exists. I don't know if the Loch Ness monster exists. I don't know if Mothman exists. But what I do know is that every single day people see things and experience things that they can't quite put into words. They see amalgamations of creatures that their brain can't seem to piece together. And who am I to to disagree with them? Just because I've never seen it doesn't mean that I don't think it's there. So do I think that the Jersey Devil specifically exists? I don't know. I don't know if there is a horse-faced, bat-winged, nine-foot-tall creature flying around out there. But it would not surprise me if it was either. And again, for if you're if you're interested in any of this stuff, just to look up the Pine Barrens and what it actually looks like, it is horrifying. Like the idea of being out in those woods for a couple of days by yourself. Oh, I know you're going to see weird shit. You're going to hear weird noises. It's it's going to freak you out. Again, I don't know if there's going to be a nine-foot-tall Dungeons & Dragons monster walking around out there, but it wouldn't shock me, for sure. How does that? It looks like a pine forest. But 
It is massive and it's oh, yeah. very, very dense. I mean, I'm looking at it. There's old buildings and stuff and railroad tracks. Yeah, there's some towns. like a big. Yeah, it, it's the kind of forest that would not be it, like it, it totally would make sense that somebody would go in there and get lost for a couple of days. Like it, it's definitely that kind of a forest for sure. Well, that's pretty damn cool. You know, you're sitting there talking about the Jersey Devil and things that might might not exist. You know, we we, we really don't know. I'm going to tell you a disturbing fact I learned while researching the Jersey Devil. Because it took me like down this real rap, big rabbit hole of creatures that may or may not have existed. I like a good rabbit hole. I found out that there was a fish that lived during the dinosaur time shaped like a paperclip. And the artist's rendition of what it looked like was damn terrible. <laughs> like if I saw this thing in the water, I'd be like, nope. <laughs> all all I can imagine is the little Microsoft Assistant paperclip guy, but with like gills and like Oh, it's it, it, it's huge. They said it was huge. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah. absolutely not. And and then and it's again not to get super off topic, but if you want to talk about stuff that could exist, the stuff in our ocean. Good Lord, we haven't explored. I, I can't remember what the percentage is, but it's only like a 20, 30, less than half of the actual ocean has been explored. Oh, yeah, because there is, it is. Yeah, it's like a whole other universe down there. I guarantee there's some stuff down there that we have never seen before that so, still exists. So the Jason Statham movie called Meg, the Meg. Yes. Yeah, I've read the book, actually. Well. There's like legit like science behind that movie that there's yeah. a thermo there's a thermocline blanket down there that's keeping all these animals that we've never seen alive. Well, not only that, there's also the Mariana Trench, which is supposedly like the deepest depths of like that you can get to. If, if a human tries to go down there, the the pressure would just ex make oh, you explode. Yeah. But there's things that there, there's got to be life down there. Like oh, yeah, they're, there they're is. just there absolutely is life down there. So, look, all I'm saying is if you want to find Cthulhu, you're going to find him. OK, I don't go poking your head around elder gods unless you plan on being eaten. That's that's what you got to know. Wow. The max. This is how deep this thing is. They can't give you an exact measurement. Yep. It says the maximum known depth is 10,984 meters or 36,000 feet. Oh, boy. That is ridiculous. Well, let me tell you, I can say with almost absolute certainty, the Jersey Devil would not be in there. No. Probably not. Probably not. Wow, go United States claiming something that uh, isn't even ours. I was reading up on the Marianas Trench now to see if there's like any like monsters that live down there. It says in 2009, the Marianas Trench was established as a U.S. national monument. Oh, what? It's right next to China, folks. <laughs> in Indonesia. <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> also, how do you create like a destination that people can't go to? I mean, like. Yeah, we're going to open up a water park. Like, what the hell? Like, whatever. Did you know oh, that uh, in 1972 that 
the Marianas Trench was proposed as a possible nuclear waste disposal site. Think about what we just said. There's probably like prehistoric giant monster fish down there. And we're going to start dumping radioactive waste. Now, I'm not saying Godzilla exactly. But what I am saying is that's how you get Godzillas. Okay? That's how you really dick things up. I mean, really, folks. Like I said, if you don't want to meet Cthulhu, don't make Cthulhu. Okay? Like, come on now, people. Yeah, I still can't get over the fact that someone in the United States was like, this is mine. Leave it alone. <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, thank you to everyone for listening to us go way off in the left field there it's for a okay. few minutes. Yeah, it, so, it is. to end the podcast yes. in our normal fashion. We have a normal fashion for yes, ending the podcast. Yes, we do at the end of almost every podcast that we do. We always ask each other, Monster, do you have any words for our audience? Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Kitchen. Uh, bookshelf. Uh, I'm trying to think of some more words. Um, door handle. That's a good one. Uh, no, uh, I would say keep your mind open. Don't be so confined to your little box of knowledge. Think about like when people going back to the Jersey devil, going back to these other cryptids, if your best friend, it's easy to watch something on TV and say, that guy's nuts. There's no way that thing exists. I don't know what he saw, but he did not see a monster in the woods. What if that was your mom? What if that was your best friend? Would you believe him then? All right. Well, Well, you thought I was going to say something else. I just kind of stopped talking, didn't I? Look. All right. My parting words of wisdom for for our, our audience, our listeners, our viewers. Let's go ahead and, you know, since this will be out after the first of the year, right? This is going to get published after the first of the year. I just want to remind everybody that you don't need a special day of the year to make a change in your life. All right? Just do what needs to be done. Either fix it, forget about it, or just move on. That's my words of advice for today. So, why don't you close us out real quick? Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of the Is For Podcast. Tonight was Jay is for the Jersey Devil. I am Monster. I am With me was, yes, the beautiful, vivacious, vicarious. Whoa. They're all compliments. Don't worry. You're fine. Don't look them up. Don't look it up. Just take my word for it. Uh Uh-huh. Good night, everybody. Good night.